What can a teenager teach us about faith? Find out today. Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome back to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. And we are in our second episode of our Hidden Treasures series. This is happening around Advent and Christmas. So stick around and find out what next week's treasure will be. Well, last week we mentioned two gift ideas. There was the Christmas coaching package that I'm offering and the Replenish Women event. You can buy a ticket. Those are great gift ideas. You can find out more about the coaching on my website, janaeshatleycamp.com, and the Replenish event on replenishwomen.com. But we also want to let you know about another giving opportunity that you can have. You know, this blows my mind away, but apparently at the end of the year, a lot of people look at their finances and they're like, oh, wow, okay, so we have more money coming in. There must be like sales-oriented people or something like commission people. But anyway, and then you're like, okay, well, I have more money to give. And you're looking for those places where you might bless others. And we have an opportunity for you to be able to give to God's Word Gives Hope and help us with some of the costs that we have. We're trying to raise some money to invest in equipment, but we have regular costs for the platform, the website, and things like that. So you can go to godswordgiveshope.com, and we have a give button if you would like to give in that way during this giving season. Well, and one thing to note is um, we are not a nonprofit yet, so just be aware of that in the giving, but investing in hope is never the wrong thing to do. So let's get started with today's episode. Um, we are talking about another piece of the Christmas story, but maybe something that is not talked about as much as other pieces like the the angels and the shepherds and the wise men. You know, they, they get a lot of press yes, when it comes do. to the Christmas story, but there's a lot that happens leading up to those things. And so today we are going to be talking a little bit about Mary. Now to give you context, you know, we pick up really right at the end of last week's episode. So Zechariah has come back out of the temple and he is silent because he has experienced a vision with God. And then his wife, they find out she's pregnant, which is fulfilling the word of God. And so they go into seclusion for five months. And then about that sixth month, when Elizabeth is coming out of seclusion, we see an angel Gabriel visit Mary. And so we're going to pick up with those verses. Yes. So starting with Luke chapter 1, verse 26. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. 
The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has been pregnant in her old age. People used to say that she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Wow. So before we talk about Mary's faith, let's highlight some other pieces of faith because the whole Christmas story is scat you know the high idea of faith is scattered among those pages and first we see it with Zechariah and Elizabeth they name their son John they follow through with what God has asked them to do you know in faith like you said there's the shepherds and the wise men uh, in faith the shepherds went to mm-hmm. see what the angels were talking about and then in faith actually the wise men were following some prophecy when they followed the star, that was something they had read about. For a long time. Yes. And then we have Joseph, who Mm. really was headed down one path with Mary, and Gabriel comes and speaks to him, and he, in faith, changes his mind, and he decides to go on with the marriage uh, with Mary. And then we also see later on in the Christmas story that Mary and Joseph they went to Egypt. They packed it up and in faith did what they felt like God was calling them to do and where he was leading them. So really faith is all throughout because we even see in faith, Mary goes to see Elizabeth from what the angel tells her. She goes and takes those next steps. So something that stood out to me as we were reading this together, Janae, is just the power of names and how much that exists within those few verses. Like, I love that the angel calls her Mary. The, the greeting is like a kind of a more standard greeting, blessed, favorite, you know, greetings, favored woman. Yes. But when it comes down to the interaction, the conversation, the angel's like, Mary, don't be afraid. Mary, God knows your name. And that just reminds me of when we talked about um, know who you follow and the God who sees God saw Mary and sees her and knows who she is. And then Mary responds by using a name for God, calling him Lord. Can we back up just a minute? I just want to interject. I I think the the power of knowing who we are Mm. through the eyes of God has such a profound impact on how we respond, how we see things, how we experience the world around us. I feel like that's a whole nother series another time, but (laughs) definitely played into Mary and her faith response. I love that. So yeah, part of that response, knowing who she is, allows her to see God for who he is too. So she calls him Lord and is acknowledging that position that he holds in her life. And because he is Lord, she understands that she is a servant, that her heart and her posture is that of a servant to the most high God. And Mary's perspective of God gives her the right perspective of herself. Mm. And that allows her to position herself correctly. You know, she is a woman of great faith, but she is choosing to see herself as a servant of God 
And that helps her know the position she is taking in his kingdom because we see humility in this response, right? And we know throughout the Bible that God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And I just love that Mary is not going, oh my gosh, the angel came to me. Like I am clearly a big deal. (laughs) She is saying, oh my gosh, the angel came to me. I am the humblest of servants of the most high God. And then of course, we cannot forget to mention another name that we hear for the first time in this section. And that is the name of Jesus, which in the Greek means Jehovah is salvation. There's so many pieces of Mary's story. And we just often miss this piece of her response Mm -hmm. and the faith that comes from that. Something that I do appreciate is that kind of at the beginning of this story, it says she's confused and disturbed. (laughs) And I just think, you know. I'm with her. I would be confused and disturbed too. (laughs) And we know in our story last week, Zachariah, I'm sure was shocked, right? To see the angel appearing in the, the sanctuary with him. And so Mary does ask a question. So there's a lot of things that seem somewhat similar to last week's story, or maybe not. What's, what's the difference here? Yes. Well, they are similar questions, but they reflect a different attitude. Mm. So last week we read about Zachariah's response in verse 18, and he says, how can I be sure this will happen? So his attitude was one of needing assurance We covered how this is not a bad thing, but the result was very different than Mary's because of his need for assurance. So Mary asked, but how can this happen? Mary's question is just a fraction different, but it reflects a very different heart. And you already touched on that some because of the way she saw herself is how she would respond. It it impacted her response. And we know that God looks at our heart. Mm-hmm. You know, going all the way back to the Old Testament when the prophet Samuel was set out to commission and anoint Israel's new king out of all the sons that Jesse had, and each one would walk by Samuel, and Samuel would think to himself, well, surely it's this one for that reason or another. But God told him in 1 Samuel sixteen seven, it says, the Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So when God looked at Mary's heart, he saw faith. Mm. And I want to have this type of faith more than my tendency to want assurance, like we talked about last week. And I think it's beautiful that God meets us where we are. If we are in a season of needing assurance, God will meet us there. Absolutely. But the desire to answer like Mary... Yes, so part of my need for assurance comes from not wanting to mess things up, which may on the surface seem like a very noble (laughs) thing, but it's actually ridiculous because I'm human and I'm going to mess things up. And my faith needs to embrace that messing up as well because my faith is not in my ability, but Mm. in God's ability and that God will cover my messing up and then he will lovingly redirect me. So let's just dive deeper now into Mary's faith statement. That's so beautiful. So in verse 38, Mary says, may everything you have said about me come true. And just for fun, you know, it's always fun to look up other versions, other translations just to see how some of the nuance comes out there. The NIV says, 
may your word to me be fulfilled. And the CEV says, let it happen as you have said. And so then I just start to dream, start to think, start to wonder, you know, let it be to me as you have said, is she excited about being a part of God's plan that the people have prayed for for forever? But then I also start to think, you know, the Jewish people were really expecting more of a David when right. when the Messiah came, a king who's going to come and kick Roman butt and, you know, fix all the woes of the Jewish people. And that's, she's not, she doesn't seem like she's responding like, I can't wait to be queen or mother of the king. However that works, I don't understand royalty all the way, but, but there should be some benefits, there's, there's, right? <laughs> you think that that's a lofty position. Yes, yes. But she's, again, a servant. She's calling herself a servant. And that reveals that she sees her role in, in God's plan as just to do what he calls her to. Um, and I just think the perspective of her position is not changing just because of who her child will be. He will be the Messiah, but she is choosing to remain humble and serve the Lord however he calls. That's just beautiful. I, I love that. I think for us, it is a great example of surrender you know, releasing our will to God's will, yielding like you are when you come to a a yield sign in traffic, you're allowing the other traffic to go on. So in our life, we're yielding to God to go ahead of us, and then we're going to follow him where he leads. And then once we start following, we may need some assurance or direction along the way, but we've had that initial step of faith of following him. Well, I think when we talk about faith a lot, it's... um we use that word in like believing for something, right? Like believing for healing that's coming or for a situation to change with our kids or for God's provision in a season of life. But I think that's kind of more the faith of, of last week's story. This week, I see the idea of Mary's faith as much more connected to her calling. So the question that I would ask our listeners that I'm asking myself as well, how is your faith and the view of your position in a relationship with God connected to your calling, to the direction that God is calling you to, where he is leading you to go, where he's leading us to go. And I just, I wonder now that the year is calming down and coming to an, well, calming down and Christmas don't go together. I meant coming to a close and maybe next year brings some hard things or some big decisions or some places that you feel like God is calling you to take a step of faith and act. And maybe there's a reluctance there. Maybe we don't have the Mary immediate response of like, may it be as you said. So so what do we do when there's reluctance, Janae? Yes, well, you know, I, I thought about our church that we attend right now. We're in this big two-year campaign of all to him, and there's a lot of call. And what that looks like, uh, are we giving everything of us? of ourselves to God. And in that, you know, God starts maybe moving and calling us to some hard things, like you said, that we may be a little bit reluctant. And when you said that word reluctance, the first thing that came to my mind was a time in our lives when we felt like God was leading us to begin a nonprofit. And it was on the heels of the real estate crash back in 2008, 9, 10, in that time frame. 
And Tony had been feeling led for quite some time to step down out of youth ministry, out of student ministry, and was being called into family ministry. Mm. And in faith, we went ahead and he stepped down and not knowing what was coming next. And then all of the things started happening in the financial world around us. And family ministry was actually kind of a new thing back then, a new concept as far as having a position on staff that would particularly meet what he was looking at. And people would, uh, wise people in his life started speaking into him, you know, you're well-connected. Anybody knows my husband, Tony, He's very connected. There's no strangers in Tony's life. (laughs) Absolutely not. And so he's very well connected at that time in the community and all the churches. Why not take your expertise, what God's calling you to do, and come alongside churches in general and start um, some sort of nonprofit? Well, I was super reluctant. Mm. I did not want that. There were two things that I just want to walk down that path at all. It felt like a lot of uncertainty mm-hmm. uh, where, how was the provision coming in? And then the very nature of a nonprofit is fundraising. And I did not want to ask people for money. I just did not want that path for us. But as much as I regret not having that first response like Mary, I did move into submission and yielded. And I did not have a merry response like I would have hoped to have had. I didn't say, may it be so, right at the very beginning. Uh, But I did eventually get there. And my encouragement to you, listener, is don't be like me or Zachariah, but move as quickly as possible to the may it be so, the yielding position. It's just better. And let me tell you a story what happened after I yielded. So one day I was... You know, I was still a hot mess, but I was crying out to God on the floor in faith because of some things that we needed to happen and shift and move in this new calling that he had for us to launch this family ministry, which we called Family Builders at the time. And I, in prayer, I got up from my knees and I was just moved to our three-paneled sliding glass door that looked out into our beautiful backyard uh, we lived in Florida. It was lush and, you know, just it's just beautiful. And I'm praying and I'm crying out to God and I look over and I see this eagle swooping down and it lands on not a high branch like they would normally do up in the height of the trees. It landed on a low branch, so close, Amy, that if I picked up a rock, I could have thrown it. I was just stunned. Mm. And as I stood there and watched the majesty, they're, they're just amazing animals, you know, or birds, I guess they're birds. But um, the peace of God started to just fall on me, and I knew he had us. Just the imagery that it has in the Bible of strength that God was going to equip us. He was there with us. He was going to provide for us. And so I just want you to know that up to that point, we had been living in that neighborhood for about 10 years. And then we lived in Sarasota for another 10 years. So in that 20 years, that is the only time I ever saw (laughs) an eagle in our neighborhood. 
Well, I think that's a huge encouragement just to the listener that maybe is reluctant to step into the thing that God has for them. And if that's you, I just encourage you to take time to remember who God is because that right perspective of him allows us to be in a right position ourselves. Because when we respond in faith, we will discover next week's hidden treasure. Mm. There is a blessing that comes as a result of our faith. And so I hope that you will join us next week as we talk about the hidden treasure of blessing that is woven into the Christmas story. On keeping with the theme of Janae's last story, I want to read Isaiah 40, 28 through 31 over you. Now, some of this may be a little familiar because we use those last verses a lot, but I think in context, it is so much richer. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Thank you for listening to our podcast. To go deeper with the blog, visit godswordgiveshope.com. For more information on coaching with Janae, visit janeeshatleycamp.com.